Good. Good. Good to see you. Wow, there's only two Bibles left on the stand over there. That's pretty impressive. I've never seen you actually get them. Give yourself a hand. Okay, give God a bigger hand. Okay, that's good. All right. That's good. That's always important. Um, welcome to the... Oh, y'all are so good. Um, the gospel is about who? God and His glory. It's about God and His glory. The greatest benefit beneficiaries, those that get the greatest gain from it, are who? Us. Man, we, we are... It's, it's not all about us, but we gain so much from it. Sin has a cost, and that cost is what? Death. And that's found in what verse? Romans... 323. Um, it says, For all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. 623 says, For the wages of sin is what? Death. death. Okay, so we know that sin brings death. We need help. We've talked about this for weeks. What the God, 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 God gospel is all about. Now, we, we spoke about what's next. This is like three, three weeks ago we spoke about this. And I was sick the next week, and then we had a guest speaker the next week. Um, and so I've got a part two, and this is what I'm going to talk about. It's probably one of the greatest questions or greatest confusions there are of, of, of youth in the church. And I just want to explain some stuff to make it clear on sort of how it works and why we do things that we do. We, sometimes you, do, you see things done in church and you're like, why in the world do they do that? And so I want to sort of explain some of that tonight. But um, first, let's start off with a video just to introduce it. It's just a short little... Um, YouTube clip. Now therefore in obedience to the command of our Lord Jesus Christ and upon your profession of faith in Him as your personal Lord and Savior, I baptize you my brother, Ethan Key, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. As we are buried with Christ in the likeness of His death. Lean back. Lean back. Lean back. Let go. Lean back. So are we raised in the glorious beauty of His resurrection. You gotta do what you gotta do. You did a good job. Here, you take this. I'm just making sure. Just making sure you did good. Man, I thought that glass was coming down. Good job. Did we lose a contact? Oh, okay. All right. Baptism is what we're gonna talk about tonight. That, that's sort of a, a funny story. You know, I've um, been ordained as a pastor since 1996. It's a long time ago. And um, so I've done baptisms and stuff like that since that. And I've got to tell you all the story of my first one. Um, because it was an experience. I was, I was a young man, probably 23 or 4 at the time. And, um, and a kid in the youth group who um, I had just been there for less than a year, he said, man, I'd love for you to baptize me. And I was like, awesome, cool, I'll be glad to do it. Now, JT is the name of this kid. JT Patton. And JT Patton, wow, didn't know that was, oh, that was my wife laughing. I was like, how does a youth know JT? I like, never tell the story. JT Patton was, was an awesome guy. If you know, y'all, a lot of y'all don't know who Chris Far, Farley is. Okay, some some do, but a lot if you don't. If you know him, he started in Tom, Tommy Boy. That's what JT. That this he was that guy. He was about five foot four, two hundred 
tall and wide. Just, just big kid, man. Just big kid, jolly kid, awesome guy, and um, and funny as all get out. And so he, you know, he, he's the type of kid in the youth group that asked me to shave a a a night night Nike swoosh in the back of his head because he wanted it to look cool. So I did it, <laughs> and his dad wasn't real happy about it. Um, but you know, it was really fun to try to do it, anyways. So I'll be glad to help y'all out if you'd like some of that. It was really good. 18 years ago. And um, so anyways, he asked me to do it. So I'm like, awesome. Well, I've never been in a baptistry before. I was baptized in it, but I've never sort of led someone in it. So it came the day that I was going to do it. And I had run through what I'm supposed to say. And so I'm, you know, if y'all know, my speech isn't that fluent. I think it was probably even worse then. You go, how can it be worse? Yeah, it was. And um, so I'm thinking, how am I going to spit all this out? And so I've got on wait, 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 waiters. Now, I've fished outside of a boat, but I've never worn wait, wait, waiters in my life. These are thing, boots that come up to about here on you, and so you don't get wet when you go in there. Okay? So I've got these things on. I've never worn them before, and I get... I'm walking down, and you're supposed to be very, very professional and reverent, and so I'm going in like this. Whoa, it's like I'm on the moon, man. I'm like, whoa. If you've never done it, it's just fun to try. Just I'm walking in, and I remember going, try to act natural, and I'm like walking like I'm, I'm on the moon. So JT starts to come down. Now, at the time, I'm... Um, Six foot three, one sixty-five. JT is five foot five, two eighty-five, three hundred. Okay, and so I'm thinking, dear Lord, I'm going to have to say the right stuff, baptize him, get him down, and I've got to get him back up. It's time for the Hulk to come out and for me to to lift this guy. I just want it to be smooth. I don't want to feel awkward, and, and so um, this was cra- crazy. And and and. And this is not insulting. I want you just to understand. As he came in the water and I went to baptize him, he floated. He just went, and it's like he hit a, hit a wall like right here. He's supposed to go down. And you're, Baptist churches, you're not baptized until you're immersed. You are sunk under. And I am like, and he just stops. And I'm like, oh, dear Lord. So I'm like, boom. And so I'm like, hop up. I shove him. I get him baptized. I get him down. He's, he's covered. I'm saying sort of the right stuff, I think. And he just popped right up. I mean, it was like, you know a ball, you take that in water and Dude, that's what happened. It was just unbelievable. And so I came out of there, and it was a couple years before I was ever asked to baptize someone again. But I thought I did a pretty good job. Uh, and JT got baptized all the way. That was my, um, my first dealing as a young pastor to baptize someone. So if, if you want me to baptize you, hey, I'm a little more experienced now. I'd be glad to take a shot at it. <clears throat> um, that, that, baptism is what we're going to talk about tonight. And, and I just want to explain some sort of, I don't know if there are myths or questions that we have about it. And I just want to run through them. So this is just tonight sort of to be taught. So are you ready to hang, hang with me? Does everybody understand exactly why we do it and what it's all about? Yes. yes. Okay, well, good. Well, if you want to get up here and teach, that'd be great. Okay, no. Anyways, um, questions. There's five of them that I thought of. First is, do I need to be baptized? Okay. Second, does it matter when I was baptized? Third, does it matter how I was baptized? Fourth one, what's the point of being baptized? And five, can someone go to heaven if they haven't been 
baptized? These are questions that I have heard throughout so many years that I've I've gotten to be a part of this. But we're going to start off tonight turning to the book of Matthew, chapter 28. We're going to jump around a couple. uh, There's a lot of places that we could go, but we're going to look at probably four passages tonight that specifically talk about baptism. Because I want want you to hear just some some truths about what it's about. in Matthew 28, beginning in verse 18, this is, if you've been at church for any amount of time, you'll have heard this um, quoted quite a few times. It says, And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always. To the end of the age. First point, I want you to understand that baptism is a command of Jesus. We need to change his name. I'm kidding. We can't change his name. Command of Jesus. Baptism. He commands us to do it. Look at verse 19 again. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them. If we're told to go baptize somebody that we're supposed to go do that, then we should have been baptized ourselves. Do you understand that? If this is a command we're told to go do, then we should have already been through that. We have been, um, someone shared Christ with us, we should be baptized in the, in the name of the Father and the Son and of the, of the whole, 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 whole Holy Spirit. So the first point is this, we're commanded to do it. You're, you're co- commanded to be baptized. Now there's a problem that I want to share that I experienced in my own life. When I was 16, almost 17, I put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the first time. The only time. Um, but that's when I did it. And I was at a camp, went with a friend, and uh, my lostness was clear. And I knew, boy, I cannot do this on my own. I'm ho- hopeless by myself, and I need help. I need Christ in my life, or I'm not going to make it. And I put my faith and trust in Him. I came home from that camp. I was raised in a Catholic home. And in my home... I remember I went to my mom, and um, that was like the first day home from camp, and I'm pumped. I said, Mom, you don't understand. My life has been changed by Jesus Christ. And my mom, meaning well, not meaning hurt, harm, she said to me, well, this is just a phase. You'll get over it in about a month, and uh, then it'll just go back to the normal thing. And I remember just sort of just squashed in that that moment. Now, I had learned even then as I talked that once you put your faith and trust in Christ, you're supposed to be baptized. But my mom didn't really agree with where I was going at the time. Um, and so she said to me, you can keep going to the church, but I don't want, want you to join or, or to do more stuff. So I said, okay, and this is what I want to let you know here. You may be here, and you may be in the same boat that I was in as a, te- a, a teenager. Because I've just, I just told you that being baptized is a command of, of God. But to me, a superseding command of that is that we need to honor our father and mother and what they say. And so for that year, I, I just went to church. Um, I, I could drive at that time, so I would get up on my own by myself, go to church for a year all the time, just was just getting involved, getting to grow. And a, about a year passed, and my mom said, okay, um, I think I was wrong. I never said a, another word to, to my mom. She said, I think I was wrong. Um, this is more than a phase. Uh, and if you'd like to join the church or, or, or be baptized, then you can do that. 
And so after a year, that's what I did. But I honored my mom and dad first, and that is very important. Can I tell you, that is very important for you to do and to understand. Because sometimes we are looking for an excuse to rebel against our parents. And just we don't agree with them. They don't know what. God says, I need to do this. No, God says first, honor your father and mother. Are you with me? Yeah, and so, so, and this is what I will tell you. At the end, if you, if you come to me and go, man, I want to be baptized, I will say to you, you need to talk to your mom and dad first. And then they need to talk to me. Because uh, I want to make sure they are good with everything that you do. Okay? So um, we're going to talk more about that. So it's a command of Christ. Now, turn to Romans chapter 6. This is going to be about five books to the right. Four or five books. Romans Chapter 6. There's four points we're going to look at. The first one is it's a command of of Christ. Romans 6, beginning in verse 1. It says this. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into His death? We were buried therefore with Him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. Who here has been baptized before? Okay, can I ask you something? Were you killed when you were baptized? Okay, okay, so if we take that, when it says you're being baptized into death, does that mean you're just held held beneath the water until you can stop shaking? And the evil spirits come out of you and then you come back up. Is that what occurs? So, baptism, I want you to understand, it's a command of God, but baptism is a picture of what the spiritual transformation that occurs in your life. It's a picture of you dying to yourself and your ways and what you want and being brought in a new life, transformed into a new life. You're being laid to rest. I need David Muller. Come here. Come here. Let's give David a hand. He has no idea. I just looked over there. He looked like he was about to fall asleep, so I figured he'd be good. All right, turn face that way. Perfect. Now, have you seen someone baptized before? Yes. Yes, okay. Now, can I use you? Yeah, go for it. I know I can't because I've got you stuck. Okay, good. Now, when they are baptized, what, what you are doing is when they are laid down into the water, the water level, let's say, is right here. Okay, this is it. He's above it. He's not baptized yet. I'm going to talk more about this in a second, why we immerse all the way under. But it's a picture of him dying to himself. So he's going to have to trust me, and he's going to lean back because he is... No. All right, let's try that again. We didn't practice this. Lean back. Work those abs. Head down. There you go. Look at that. Stay right there. He's buried with Christ. Your in the, arm is shaking. It is because your head, this is the fattest head I've ever held. No, I'm kidding. Uh, you just spit in okay. my mouth. <laughs> okay. Okay, good. Hey, hey, don't move. I'm going to let you fall. Okay. Wait, we're not done yet. It could have been, I don't think that was spit. That shot up my nose. Okay. Now look at this. 
We won't go as long. My arm's shaking. Listen, I was at the gym day. I'm tired, okay? Don't give me a hard time. Okay, so he's buried with Christ in the likeness of his death. <laughs> Lay down. You're like that kid. What's wrong with you? Buried in likeness. And he's raised to walk in newness of life. Have you heard that verse before? A lot of times when a pastor will baptize someone, they'll use that exact same phrase because that's what it is. It's a picture of when you put your faith and trust in Christ that you are dying, that yourself dies, your want, your will dies. And a new life is raised in Christ that is in you. Good job, David. Let's give him a hand. Sorry I spit in your face or snotted. The good, good, good news is my nose is clear now. So... So, um, man, buried with Christ. That, that's what it's a picture of. Buried with Christ, raised to walk in newness of life. That's what on the inside is supposed to be going on. I've got to let you know this. This is very important. If you go, well, I prayed a prayer, and I, yeah, I sort of believe, if there's not a, a some death of your will, that's called repenting. When, you, when you're laying your will down, that's called repenting. I'm turning away from things of the world. You're going to find as you grow in your faith, as you're being sanctified, changed by Christ, that you're going to be repenting a lot throughout your life. Things are going to come up and you're going, dude, I just need to repent from that. And as you grow clo- closer to God and become more like Christ, there's going to be more things in your life you go, I really need to walk away from that. You're not going to get it all right right away. But the spirit that works inside you, transfor- transforming spirit, that is what is going to change you and make you new. But it's going to take a long time, your whole life, and you probably, well, you won't get there all the way. But He will work on you. So, uh, Understand, it's a picture. Whenever you see someone baptized in church, man, take a minute just to go, God, that's a picture of me. As, as, as my life was laid down and, and you picked me up in a new life because the life, the way that I was going, it was a wide road, but it was bent for hell and I was lost and I was just going to be lost in myself and I was all by myself. But you raised me up in a new life where I'm not alone. So, it's a picture. You got me? David, th- thank you for that, man. I'm sorry. Spit in your mouth. That's weird. Um, I can't ever get away from this verse. It's uh, 1 Corinthians 6, 6, 6, 20. It says, You've been bought with a price, therefore honor God with your body. That's what our life is supposed to be about. Okay. Now turn to Acts 8. Acts chapter 8. This is a story um, of, of a man named Philip who encounters a man who reads from the book of Isaiah and he has questions and he asks him to explain it to him and he explains it to him and this is we're going to look at Acts chapter 8 verse 34 through 38 in verse 34 it says and the the eunuch said to Philip about whom I ask you does the prophet say this about himself or about someone else then Philip opened his mouth and beginning with this scripture he told him the good news about Jesus. And as they, they were going along the road, they came to some water. And the, the, the eunuch said, See, here is water. What prevents me from being baptized? And he command, commanded the chariot to stop. And they both went down into the, into the water, Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. This is just a, a picture. I want you to understand. There are many ways... Um, or there's a few ways that in the church baptisms have been done. One of them is 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 dunking. We do that. It's 
immersion all the way down, right? All the way covered, dying to self. One is what else? Sprinkles on your head. And there's a third way. I can't think of it right now. Yeah, you do have it poured on it. Yeah, one, you can get like, just like sprayed in your face some and stuff like that. Um, now, I want you to understand, let, let's just sort of learn some Greek here. The, this part of the Bible was written in Greek. And the word for baptism is baptizo. Everybody say baptizo. baptizo. You know Greek. Great, very good. Baptizo means to immerse or submerge. Okay, so as Baptists, there's a lot of faiths that go, oh, you just need you just sprinkle. Well, we sort of take it as literally as we can because the word says immerse, to dunk all the way down. And because for me, it's a, such a picture of you being dead in the grave, rising up again. That's why we do it. It's a picture of that. Now, that's why um, our third thing, that the third point is just baptism means to immerse, to sink down. Um, in the story there, I just want you just to t- take note. Um, when they saw the water in this guy who just heard the word and believed in it, goes, man, what's, what's stopping me from being baptized now? They stopped. They both, I want you to understand, went down into the water. They didn't get by it and just sort of kick it at each other. You know, They went down in and he baptized them. He submerged him in it. That's why we do um, that. Now, problem. Okay? If you live in a land or place where there's no water and you um, can't be baptized sort of in that way, is that a sin? No. No? You sure? Okay, that's good. I, I don't think it's a sin. I just wanted to ask a question. We were in Ethiopia. I was there a year ago. Um, and we got to witness an Ethiopian baptism. Now, this was one of the funniest things I've seen in my life. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't the one that had to do it. It was a guy who had just put his faith in Christ. We were in this little um, house church thing. And so they said, this is Isaiah. He um, has put his faith and trust in Christ. And he wants to be a baptized. And he's a fellow believer in Christ. And so the little, little church was there of, of eight of us or 12 of us. And so they had a waiting pool. It was almost like a baby pool. And so they had him. And you know those things, it was like... This tall, you know those plastic things about this big around. Y'all, you still wish you had one at your house. You know that. Um, and so they kneel, they they kneel him down by it because it really wasn't big enough for him to get in. And so one of the guys, and they've got it about this full of water. And so they take the guy and go, boom, and they, they grab his neck and they shove his head down into the water. Now, um, and the guy spoke for about forty five seconds, where me and Mike were like going. Dude, I think they're going to kill this guy. I mean, this guy, he was starting to go, and he's going, and in the name of the, blah, 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 and they're talking and whatever. And so they're holding, boom, and then he comes up finally gasping for air. Thankfully, he's still alive, but baptized in a way because that was the only way they could do it. Now, they might, I might not have done it that way, holding them down for so long, but didn't like the guy. I'm kidding. Um, but they, they did the best with what they had, right? Because the point of it was to be a reminder, you know, I don't think this is... I told you that baptism is a picture, right? Do you know that baptism is, I believe, less for the person that's being baptized and more for the congregation that sees they are baptized? 
Baptism is a picture for the believers there to be encouraged by that God is at work and God is saving souls and changing lives. And it's supposed to encourage the body, edify the body, lift up the body of Christ. It's important you do it because it's a step of obedience to Christ. But it's also important for the church to see it. Because that's how the church grows. That's how you... That's how... And my, my, my last point, look in 1 Corinthians 12. Verses 12 and 13. <clears throat> it says this. It's beginning, uh, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12. For just as the body is one and has many mem- 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 members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body. Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of one, one spirit. We're all baptized into... Part of baptism is joining the body of Christ. It's joining the church here on earth. That's what baptism... It's a picture of you going before them. And a lot of times they will ask, have you put your faith and trust in in Jesus Christ? And they'll say, yes, I have. And do you trust Him for your sins? And do you give your life up and you accept the new life that He gives? And they say, yes, yes, I have. And then they will say this. I, I will say this. It is my honor to baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You'll see that in Romans 6. It says the same thing. Father, Son, buried with Christ in the likeness of His death, raised to walk in in the newness of life. That's what it is where they go, this person believes what I believe. They are, at that point, for the church, they are a brother or sister in Christ. We're all adopted, you understand, as children of God. And, and, and at that point, it's confirmed. Now, was this... Per- person saved before they were baptized? Without a doubt, yes. Look in Ephesians turn just this last spot. Ephesians 2 verse 8 and 9. There's a lot of churches that believe you've got to be baptized to be saved. And if you put your faith in Christ but you are on your way to go get baptized and you are killed in a car wreck, you will go to hell because you were never baptized. That's called water regeneration. That means your salvation comes through the dunking in the water. There's a lot of faiths that sort of believe that. We do not believe that. It's a picture. And this is partly why we don't believe it. Look here in Ephesians 2 verse 8 and 9. You need to know this verse right here. This is very important for for you to know. It says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. I want you to know that you are saved by grace through faith in Christ. That's what you're saved. This is not your own doing. It's a gift of God. Your salvation is a gift of God. Not a result of works. There's nothing that you can do to be saved. It's not you don't Earn it. You can't, and in some ways, baptism is a form of works. Well, I've got to do this in order to really make sure that I'm saved. No, it's, it's your faith and trust in Christ. That is where salvation comes from, not a result of works so that no one may boast. So, the question, and it winds us up, is here. Say that you're sitting here right now and you've never placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. There's never been a time in your life that you've said, you know what? Man, and I know that some of you, and I appreciate because we've done surveys or questionnaires, and some of you have been straight up going, you know what, I'm thinking about this stuff, but I don't know if I believe you. And man, I appreciate that. And I'm just thrilled that you come. I'm thrilled that you are here. And my prayer is that God will begin to speak to your heart in such a clear way that you cannot do anything but run to Him. That's my prayer for you. Not that it makes our group better or, 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 or bigger. I want your life changed 
the way that my life was changed. I want you to worship God because He deserves it. He deserves everyone to worship Him. So if, you, if you're here and you've never placed your faith and trust in Christ, and you're ready to do that, you go, you know what, I'm ready to do that. I believe that I sin. I believe that God is real. I believe that my sin keeps me away from a perfect God. I believe that he sent his son, Jesus, to live a life without sin so that, um, and, and paid for my, my sin with his own death. He took my sin upon him. And then he even overcame death in the grave so that I could have a relationship with God. I believe that, and I want to start to live that out and let the world know right now. Well, can I encourage you? It's not a prayer that you pray. It's you going, that, that's, that's me. That's what my life is going to be about. And if that's you tonight, and you want to do that, or you've done that, man, talk to one of the adults, or college, or a friend. And friend, just let me know. Boy, I just want to be able to pray for you, to walk alongside you, to help you out. But you know, one of the first steps of obedience in Christ is being <coughs> baptized. It's one of the first steps now make sure that that, that parents are for it. Uh, that we, we will, if you are going to be... Well, I, I'm going to explain a, a few things. You may be here too and you've, you've placed your faith and trust in Christ. You've done that. You know that maybe within the past year, two years, month, six years. But you've never been baptized. I want you to know that there's something important about going before the body of believers and saying, yeah, this is what I believe. It's a command of Christ. And just... Because of that, because he tells us to go make disciples and baptize them. There's something important about it. Um, So I don't want you to miss out. If you've never done it before, I would love to talk to you more about it. But only if God is speaking to you about it, not if Dan is speaking to you about it. You know, if God's going, you know what, this is something I really need to think about. Now there's a third group here um, that you've put your faith and trust in Christ. You've actually been baptized before. I was actually baptized when I was like a couple months old in the Catholic faith. Um, or I wouldn't, now I would call it not baptized. I was sort of wet, um, whatever way they did it. And, um, but you put your faith and trust in Christ, but as you think about it, you know what? I was baptized before I ever put my really faith and trust in Christ. I sort of made a prayed a prayer or um, didn't want to go to hell, so I, I was like, yeah, I'll get baptized. But you never got it right. But now you understand what it means to embrace Christ. You understand what it means to of your sin and your need for Him. And you've accepted that. But you are baptized um, way, 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 way back, way before that. I, I, I can share, my wife was in this boat way, way back, huh, babe? Um, when, when we were in our um, young, young married, it came to her clearly that she had put her faith and trust in Christ, but she had been baptized way before it and she wanted to get it right and because baptism can only come after you put your faith and trust in Christ if you are baptized before you put your faith and trust in Christ you just took a bath at church it's really and it's something that you God is doing in your life it's a picture of you dying yourself being raised again in a new life so this is four steps steps if you think God is calling you to be baptized I ask this let me know just say, hey, you know what? Something is going on to me about it. Let me know. And it's a, there's at least a four-step process in this. Step two is this. Talk to your parents about it. Their agreeing to it is very important. And if they don't, that's okay. Okay? Understand that there, there's a time in your life that you'll be an adult and old enough to make the 
decision on your own, but right now that's not this time. This time is to honor your parents. That is most important. And if they ever want to talk to me about it, I'll be glad to talk to them about it and what it means. Step three, if they agree, and only if they agree, come and talk to me about it. If you want to be baptized, come and talk to me about it. And we will probably take 20 minutes or so. Because I just want to make sure you understand what you believe. I'm not going to grill you. I'm not going to make you feel dumb. I just want to talk to you because I do not want to baptize you unless you're ready. And, and we, we, we both understand that you're ready. It would be wrong for me to do it just because I want to go, oh, we baptized 40. Yes. Ooh. Now, I want to make sure you understand this stuff. And it's something that you don't doubt that, that is secure in your life. And the step four would be to be baptized in front of the church. <gasps> in front of the church, yeah, yeah. As a pic- picture... For the people of God, of what Christ has done in your life, dying yourself, being raised in newness of life. So my hope is this, that this top topic of baptism will not be confusing to you, but it'll be clear. Do I need to do it or, or not? Some of you, even tonight, go, you know what, I really need to think about this and find out, you know, do I need to do it? Do, do I, I need to be a part of this or not? Or am I good? And a lot, a lot of you, can I tell you this? You could be great. You could have put your faith in Christ. You're, you're baptized. You could have been 10, 12, 8, 8, 9, whatever age. And you could have got it right then. But some of you may not have. And I just don't want you just to go, ah, I'm just not where I need to be. I think I need to do more. So, that is the invitation for tonight. Talk to me about it. Talk to your folks about it. Uh, and if you want to move on more, you're, talk to me again. And uh, so that's all we got. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you so much for tonight. I thank you for the topic of baptism. And though it can be sort of, um, you know, sort of, we wonder why do we do it, Lord, but it's important. It's important for us to be obedient to your word, to follow the commands that you give us. And Lord, help us to be faithful. Lord, help us to be brave, have courage in this room, that if you are speaking to our heart, to be obedient to you or to follow you for us to do it. And Lord, may we live out our faith um, outside of this room, outside of this place, as we go to school, as we go to work, as we're at the mall, as we're in the car, wherever we are, may we live out our faith for you. Lord, you are so worthy of all of our praise. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, don't forget the, the, the movie night starts at 7. Bring a lawn chair or a blanket. Saturday night.